0: Chapter Twenty Three of Pollyanna. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Mary Anderson. Pollyanna by Eleanor H. Porter. Chapter Twenty Three An Accident. At Mrs. Snow's request, Pollyanna went one day to Dr. Chilton's office to get the name of a medicine which Mrs. Snow had forgotten. As it chanced, Pollyanna had never before seen the inside of Dr. Chilton's office. "'I've never been to your home before.' "'This is your home, isn't it?' she said, looking interestedly about her. The doctor smiled a little sadly. "'Yes, such as tis,' he answered. "'as he wrote something on the pad of paper in his hand. "'But it's a pretty poor apology for a home, Pollyanna. "'They're just rooms, that's all, not a home.' "'Pollyanna nodded her head wisely. "'Her eyes glowed with sympathetic understanding. "'I know. It takes a woman's hand and heart, "'or a child's presence to make a home,' she said. "'Eh?' the doctor wheeled about abruptly. "'Mr. Pendleton told me,' nodded Pollyanna again, "'about the woman's hand and heart, or the child's presence, you know. "'Why don't you get a woman's hand and heart, Dr. Chilton? "'Or maybe you'd take Jimmy Bean if Mr. Pendleton doesn't want him.' "'Dr. Chilton laughed a little constrainedly. "'So, Mr. Pendleton says it takes a woman's hand and heart to make a home, does he?' "'He asked evasively. "'Yes.' "'He says his is just a house, too. "'Why don't you, Dr. Chilton?' "'Why don't I... what?' "'The doctor had turned back to his desk. "'Get a woman's hand and heart.' "'Oh, I forgot.' "'Pollyanna's face showed suddenly a painful colour. "'I suppose I ought to tell you. "'It wasn't Aunt Polly that Mr. Pendleton loved long ago, "'and so we... we aren't going there to live.' "'You see, I told you it was, but I made a mistake. "'I hope you didn't tell anyone,' she finished anxiously. "'No, I didn't tell anyone, Pollyanna,' replied the doctor, a little queerly. "'Oh, that's all right, then,' sighed Pollyanna, in relief. "'You see, you're the only one I told. "'And I thought Mr. Pendleton looked sort of funny when I said I'd told you.' "'Did he?' the doctor's lips twitched. "'Yes.' AND, OF COURSE, HE WOULDN'T WANT MANY PEOPLE TO KNOW IT, WHEN T'WASN'T TRUE. BUT WHY DON'T YOU GET A WOMAN'S HAND and HEART, DR. CHILTON? THERE WAS A MOMENT'S SILENCE, THEN VERY GRAVELY THE DOCTOR SAID, THEY'RE NOT ALWAYS TO BE HAD FOR THE ASKING LITTLE GIRL. Pollyanna frowned thoughtfully. BUT I SHOULD THINK YOU COULD GET em SHE ARGUED. THE FLATTERING EMPHASIS WAS UNMISTAKABLE. "'Thank you,' laughed the doctor, with uplifted eyebrows, then gravely again. "'I'm afraid some of your older sisters would not be quite so... confident. "'At least they... they haven't shown themselves to be so... obliging,' he observed. "'Pollyanna frowned again. Then her eyes widened in surprise. "'Why, Dr. Chilton, you don't mean... "'You didn't try to get somebody's hand and heart once, like Mr. Pendleton... "'And—and couldn't, did you?' The doctor got to his feet a little abruptly. "'There, there, Pollyanna, never mind about that now. "'Don't let other people's troubles worry your little head. "'Suppose you run back now to Mrs. Snow. "'I've written down the name of the medicine "'and the directions how she is to take it. "'Was there anything else?' "'Pollyanna shook her head. "'No, sir.' "'Thank you, sir,' she murmured soberly, as she turned toward the door. From the little hallway she called back, her face suddenly alight. "'Anyhow, I'm glad t'wasn't my mother's hand and heart that you wanted and couldn't get, Dr. Chilton. Good-bye.' It was on the last day of October that the accident occurred. Pollyanna, hurrying home from school, crossed the road at an apparently safe distance "'in front of a swiftly approaching motor-car. "'Just what happened no one could seem to tell afterward. "'Neither was there any one found "'who could tell why it happened "'or who was to blame that it did happen. "'Pollyanna, however, at five o'clock "'was borne limp and unconscious "'into the little room that was so dear to her. "'There, by a white-faced Aunt Polly "'and a weeping Nancy, "'she was undressed tenderly and put to bed.' While from the village, hastily summoned by telephone, Doctor Warren was hurrying as fast as another motor car could bring him. And ye didn't need ter look at her aunt's face. Nancy was sobbing to Old Tom in the garden, after the doctor had arrived and was closeted in the hushed room. "'You didn't need ter look at her aunt's face ter see, that twain't no duty that was eatin' her. Your hands don't shake and your eyes don't look as if you was trying to hold back the angel of death himself, when you're just doing your duty, Mister Tom. They don't, they don't. Is she hurt bad? The old man's voice shook. There ain't no tellin', sobbed Nancy. She lay back, that white and still. She might easy be dead, but Miss Polly said she weren't dead, and Miss Polly oughter know if any one would. She kept up such a listenin' and a feelin' for her heartbeats and her breath. Couldn't you tell anything? What it done to her? That, that. Old Tom's face worked convulsively. Nancy's lips relaxed a little. I wish ye would call it somethin', Mister Tom, and somethin' good and strong too. Drat it! To think of it's running down our little girl. I always hated the evil smellin' things. "'Anyhow, I did, I did.' "'But where is she hurt?' "'I don't know, I don't know,' moaned Nancy. "'There's a little cut on her blessed head, but tain't bad.' "'That ain't,' Miss Polly says. "'She says she's afraid it's infernally she's hurt.' A faint flicker came into old Tom's eyes. "'I guess you mean internally, Nancy,' he said dryly. "'She's hurt infernally, all right.' plague take that automobile. But I don't guess Miss Polly'd be using that word, all the same. Eh? Well, I don't know. I don't know, moaned Nancy, with a shake of her head as she turned away. Seems as if I just couldn't stand it till that doctor gets out of there. I wish I had a washin' to do, the biggest washing I ever see. I do, I do, she wailed, wringing her hands helplessly. Even after the doctor was gone, however, there seemed to be little that Nancy could tell Mr. Tom. There appeared to be no bones broken, and the cut was of slight consequence. But the doctor had looked very grave, had shaken his head slowly, and had said that time alone could tell. After he had gone, Miss Polly had shown a face even whiter and more drawn-looking than before. The patient had not fully recovered consciousness, but at present she seemed to be resting as comfortably as could be expected. A trained nurse had been sent for and would come that night. That was all. And Nancy turned sobbingly and went back to her kitchen. It was some time during the forenoon that Pollyanna opened conscious eyes and realized where she was. Why, Aunt Polly, what's the matter? Isn't it daytime? Why don't I get up? she cried. Why, Aunt Polly, I can't get up, she moaned, falling back on the pillow after an ineffectual attempt to lift herself. No, dear, I wouldn't try just yet, soothed her aunt quickly, but very quietly. But what is the matter? Why can't I get up? Miss Polly's eyes asked an agonized question of the white capped young woman standing in the window. "'out of the range of Pollyanna's eyes. "'The young woman nodded. "'Tell her,' the lips said. "'Miss Polly cleared her throat "'and tried to swallow the lump "'that would scarcely let her speak. "'You were hurt, dear, by the automobile last night. "'But never mind that now, "'Auntie wants you to rest and go to sleep again.' "'Hurt? "'Oh, yes, I... I ran!' Pollyanna's eyes were dazed. She lifted her hand to her forehead. Why, it's done up, and it hurts. Yes, dear, but never mind. Just, just rest. But Aunt Polly, I feel so funny and so bad. My legs feel so, so queer. Only they don't feel at all. With an imploring look into the nurse's face, Miss Polly struggled to her feet and turned away. "'The nurse came forward quickly. "'Suppose you let me talk to you now,' she began cheerily. "'I'm sure I think it's high time. "'We were getting acquainted, and I'm going to introduce myself. "'I am Miss Hunt, and I've come to help your aunt take care of you, "'and the very first thing I'm going to do "'is to ask you to swallow these little white pills for me.' "'Pollyanna's eyes grew a bit wild. "'But I don't want to be taken care of.' "'That is, not for long. I want to get up. "'You know I go to school. Can't I go to school tomorrow? "'From the window where Aunt Polly stood now, there came a half-stifled cry. "'Tomorrow,' smiled the nurse brightly. "'Well, I may not let you out quite so soon as that, Miss Pollyanna, "'but just swallow these little pills for me, please, and we'll see what they'll do.' All right, agreed Pollyanna, somewhat doubtfully. But I must go to school day after to-morrow. There are examinations then, you know. She spoke again a minute later. She spoke of school and of the automobile, and of how her head ached. But very soon her voice trailed into silence, under the blessed influence of the little white pills she had swallowed. End of Chapter 23